This week, we welcome Elliot Worley onto the podcast to discuss the importance of creative assets and how we bring them to life. He's a graphic designer here at CG, and I can guarantee you'll find some useful advice in this episode. Elliot, hello. Hi there. Um, thank you for what's done erm um, already. I promised Mark that I would do less erms um, because of the how difficult the editing is, which you can relate to. You've edited many an erm um out of a video oh. that I've done. Um, no pun intended. Thanks for joining us. So far, we've done a lot on social. We've had, um, obviously the first one was, was Roger, but then the next two were account strategists. And we felt that we want to mix it up and talk about a different, but equally as important part of our business, which is creative. Yeah, big part of it. So you're a, uh, what's your official title here? Uh, you know, I think it's just generic designer, although I do a lot more and it's went into motion graphics and, and what have you, but designer, graphic design, motion mm. graphics. But you do, you do what we would call a traditional creative, animation, what did you say, motion graphics? Motion which graphics, yeah, kind of. Video editing. Um, which can be anything from a, a long explainer video to knitting together something for a, for a Facebook story or, or real, yeah, right? Uh-huh. So it's, I guess it's actually, I've never really reflected on your role before, but it's it's pretty varied, isn't it, across the... Yeah, I mean, it stretches out as well once we get clients on the go, and we'll touch on it later, about how we develop brands of clients, but, you know, it's not out of place for us to do. We did car wraps at points, we do brochures, so it's it's full service design really uh, we have um, we have thrown our uh, our arm at everything haven't we over the over the years jeez if you think if you think back but i think we have been given a script to run off so i'll get in trouble with hannah and georgie if we don't if if, if we if we don't so we'll uh, we'll try and, and stick to the script um so i think before we start with this i actually want to just talk a little bit just generally about creative for, for digital not just not not just social um and you work with our dare i say higher paying client portfolio and you do that because you combine getting a job done with creative creative thinking and I'm going to ask you a question. So you talked about developing a brand. Now, that doesn't mean what you would think it means because a lot of our clients, the high-paying clients, they've already got brands, they've already got yeah. assets. So what does developing a brand on digital mean for you? Um, so, yeah, they've, they've already got a, a, a sense of brand, um, but it doesn't always translate to digital, especially the stuff we, we use on websites. I mean, there's to be language ch- uh, changes the big one which we've we've pushed recently is is limiting the word count, um, and it can be very easy because for clients or even strategists to they've got all this stuff they want to say and they think it's it's also important. But for for me and creatives, it's about you know saying it in as least words as possible, mm. uh, and it's all it's all about how people consume digital. Uh, digital advertising uh, across the board and really you've got a few seconds if that 
and that's the you that's don't the, even have that mate yeah, and that's yeah. the point and we will get sometimes we get clients asking us to put essays in creative and it's, it's trying to explain to people that they're not going to read it yeah it goes against optimization of ads so basically you put a shit ad together i.e loads of copy um it will it, it costs it costs, costs the client yeah yeah so I think that's interesting. So we've actually got that as our third point, but I think it's, for me, it's the most pertinent point on this this agenda that we've been given. And the whole idea behind doing DigiTalk is A, to give people an insight into the agency, but also share some advice. Yeah. And I think me and you working together over the years have had a lot of debates around stuff because I obviously, more customer-facing, have to balance what the client wants yeah. versus what's best. Um, but what would you say are the the key best practices for digital design? We've already talked about the first one, which is keeping it short and snappy and not too yeah. too many words. I mean, just elaborating on that a little bit as well, it, that goes to video as well. So we've done a lot of training recently. Um, there's a lot of uh, stuff online about it, about drop-off rates of videos. And uh, it's been some really interesting, like uh, like testing, A-B testing on 30-second ads, 15-second ads. And optimum these days for ads, and you're talking your, your headline, your call to action, everything, is six seconds. Uh, I mean, that's that's the type of time scale we're dealing with. So you need to get that message across. But it's not just about getting across with words. I always talk about marketing is about stimulating emotion to, to yeah. or creating emotion to generate an action. Definitely. So, I mean, we always do it with, you know, transportation and, and stuff. It's starting with that initial image of someone on a journey or, or something like that and something relatable, but also that kind of human element to it. Uh, I like kind of marrying up good photography with um, with the, the graphic design side of it. Great. Um, so we're, we're talking about drop-off rate. I was talking about creating emotion. You do that with the creative side of things. And this is a big debate that I have with clients because I think people, this goes against the topic of this webinar, but people place sometimes too much emphasis on creative and the, how it looks without thinking about the best practice and also thinking about the data that gets behind it. Yeah. Ultimately, you can have the best creative in the world, but if it's hitting the wrong people, or has the wrong me- the, 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 the wrong the wrong messaging and technical but um, optimization. Yeah. It's not going to work. Totally, it's you've got a balancing act to do, mate. It's you? that relationship between marketing and, and design, and it should always be tight and necked. And it's good here, especially with our new structure. We're encouraging it more and more. Where I'm working more more with our marketers on you know best practices, and when we go like back to the the. Not so much the word count, and the reason we put the word count in there, it's 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 something called a, a hierarchy of text. So you scrolling down your newsfeed, the the bigger hierarchy we can uh, create, so a two three word headline, you know, if we can get that taken up like half the half the feed on your phone, that message is drilled in straight away, whether someone wants to read it or not, you know you. You're scrolling down. But you're giving yourself more chance because ultimately you are competing, especially post-pandemic. More people are advertising on digital than ever before. It's ferocious out there, the competition. You can't just be winning because you're doing. 
you have to do it well now. And it is simple common sense. Even think about it in a traditional format. You hear a radio ad that is high impact in your face. You see a, a billboard that is, you know, you're yeah. more likely to, to, yeah. to, to bring it in. And it's, it's other things, and it's a quick point to raise, um, about digital. And it's, it's that way. These days, phones, laptops, the quality of screen we have and the, the colours you can produce. Um, so UVA, for example, a big new one, hmm. their, their brand is, is built around that and it's strong RGB colours. So these are colours, like really vibrant blues and pinks that, that actually don't translate that well to print. Uh, but you can make you make you can make the most of these like OLED screens and stuff in the retina displays that a lot of people have. They don't realise they have that. Uh, so that's been it. So most new iPhones and Androids have that level of, of screen. Yeah, yeah, Re like really like as good as it gets. That is because the the size of them as well. This technology isn't even in TVs yet. Um, really? Yeah. So the, the 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 screens you have on your laptops and your phones are higher quality than what you have on your and display more even a four K HD yeah. TV. Shit, yeah. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, like your OLEDs and stuff that. The, the it's they're not backlit. There's no need for a backlight anymore. The each individual pixel is like, its own light. Yeah, emits its own light, and you get you get. Is that such... what blue light is? No, no, it's not. It's oh, not that's different. something because that's yeah. the thing that keeps you awake at night, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, night mode on stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so just focus on digital and 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 using like kind of using what everyone's paying for technology-wise technology these days and making the most of like, these vibrant colours just to stand out a bit more in a, in a feed. So what you're saying is that we can use colours on social media ads and, to be fair, web, because 95% yeah. of web browsing is done on, mo on, yeah. on mobile. And I also actually said that a lot of laptops have this technology. We can make use of colours that traditionally we wouldn't have been able to yeah i mean there's always been rgb colors that's like your, your digital colors but the the gap now between what you get on our the they're just so much more vibrant and they're so much more colorful on phones and, and laptops and so whatever. i'm guessing that rgb stands for red green blue yeah uh-huh so that you've got pretty much every spectrum of color you can see within that whereas traditional you've got cmyk printing and so, for example, say in you, you you can't you can't print a nice orange. If you're ever looking for a magazine, you'll you'll never see a, a more than a rusty orange unless it's like a spot color print where you, a specific pigment is printed on. Okay. Separate to a, a traditional. But that print. will be bespoke and incredibly costly. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, for me, I, we, I've been doing it a lot more. We um, even so here's one you'll recognise a bit more the um, Think Travel Think Taxi logo. Yeah. So you know that really vibrant blue we've yeah. got against the black. That's a that's a really good RGB colour, and you'd only get it on screens. And it's, but that was a completely digital project in the middle of a pandemic. Exactly. And then we needed that to stand so out. So it's it's playing that. It's just a little bit of colour theory, and it's it's something that can be overlooked. But I've been here. I hope our I hope our clients are listening to this and realise the actual amount of thought that goes into what we do, because I think that. I'm learning stuff that I didn't know, and I've been doing marketing for nearly 20 years. So that's incredible. Um, consistency. Yeah, I mean, 
it's a massive thing across the board for I mean every marketer and graphic designer you need to be consistent um, but for me it's I enjoy working with brands that are somewhat dynamic so the the kind of encourage creativity and encourage dynamic ads that are changing but still having a sense of brand but that's my point you can be consistent with language and core messaging and yeah. core tones and logos yeah that's they're essential but that's the where that's for me that's best practice consistency mate not having every single ad looking exactly yeah, the same yeah i mean totally i i couldn't agree more but it, there's a there's a lot of a lot of our clients and brands in general get caught up on that visual consistency and it's just if you're putting five messages across all different and relevant that you want to, but they all look the same. People are likely to just scroll past it, ignore it if they've read if they've read one already. Um, so having a brand guidelines or a sense of brand, even if it's not in an official guidelines, it's dynamic and kind of encourages play and creativity on the designer side is mm. it is essential for a good brand. But I think if you do that, and my recommendation would be to anybody listening to this. My recommendation would be, whether you're using an agency or in-house, is to let the designer be dynamic. And it's not just because of what you said. Your body, when you start talking about that, your body language changed. You uh, you had a spring in your, in your step yeah. of your voice. You clearly enjoy that. That's And that's, you get the buy-in. Yeah. yeah, that's the aspect of, that's why I'm a designer. I'd struggle to do, and that's why I like working in an agency, to, to do the same thing and then out it disengages us demotivated but you know that probably that goes right down the consumer if I'm disengaged and demotivated designers because I've seen it a thousand times um, it, it just trickles down it doesn't and, and that's not just making sure that that's and, it's, and it comes from the client client if the client mandates um, you know basically hampers your ability that's going to shine all the way through but it's not it, it's funny because it's not it's not just creative brief, it's other things. If someone's super negative all the time, that's gonna hit the account the account manager, it's gonna hit 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 the client. I, I was talking about making a difference and being proactive is showing passion. I love the reason I separate is I love working for other clients and dipping in and out of their business and making an impact. But we need to be able to do that. And there is so many levels to to creative work on digital. I mean, another one that is a real challenge for um, for for you and 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 the team that you work with is optimization and different sizes and getting getting that 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 right. I mean, yeah, and, and that's something that evolves all the time. Um, and more, most recently, the kind of big one that hit the news is Twitter now accepts a square ad. And square ads have been accepted as optimal for for both laptops and computers. Okay. Uh, sorry, laptops and phones uh, for a long time. Just for the sheer amount of the feed it takes up. Um, so Twitter now accepts Square, and but, that was Twitter was always slightly yeah, was, landscape, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, landscape, um, like rectangle shape. Um, yeah. And really, when you think of phone, phones are getting longer as well. Phones yeah. are getting longer and longer. Um, 
So although we do square, it even goes up to, you talk about them ratios, so a square is obviously a 1-1 one, one ratio, um, but uh, quite accepted one across Instagram, and Twitter's accepting it now as well, actually, is the 4-5 the ratio, which is slightly more portrait. Yes, and Instagram bought into that recently, yeah, so uh-huh. and we've enjoyed that in yeah, terms of what we've been able to post. It, it, it just gives it, you've just got more uh, space to play mm-hmm. with uh, it's as simple as that and you're taking up more of the news feed and while we use it um, at the minute on Facebook it can actually be used for organic posts this 4 or 5 because once you're doing hard and it puts the little call to action on the bottom it, it ends mm-hmm. up cropping it out so we we use it sparingly as well because it's 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 one of them things if you were doing a, a 4 or 5 ratio and all the time in the feed it's, it's another one of them things where it's you're almost going to be annoying people with how much variety is the spice yeah. of life, uh-huh. and and that's 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 another challenge, but also a best practice is mix it up. You know, not only to split test. You know, if you're going to do an ad, do do an ad in a couple of different formats, a couple of different styles, but do video as well, and yeah. the different forms of different forms of video. I mean, I can think of a, a dozen different types of video that we've done. From that video where we voice over through to a purely animated, uh, you know, an animated expla- explainer video. We do, and that's that's what been one of the biggest trends for for absolutely years now, and it's it's always progressing. It's digital marketing and, and social media. It, it's it's all heading towards at least motion graphics. I know we touched on like we do animation. Explain what motion graphics are. So for me, motion graphics are, you know. It's it's quite simple, you know. It's it's not a lot. It's just about like animating that text in a little bit, or starting with a full full frame picture, and then animating the text in a little bit, and just that movement's obviously just going to draw people in a lot better. And also, it's the user experience. So when you when you're designing this still, you kind of like I say, you do the hierarchy of stuff. So you want your headline to be the first. Might have a subheader, a call to action, and you want to be aiming it. There's, there's lots of theory behind UX and you kind of zigzag across an ad like that um, with your eyes, start at the top left and you kind of go like that. Top left because that's where you start reading a book. Uh-huh, yeah. And you, so there's a lot to do with um, UX in it, but with the motion graphics, it kind of lets you spit it up and it allows you to create an even more of a contrast between the different messages and stuff. Um, so you can be more versatile with your messaging, but you still need to remember you've only got around six seconds. Yeah, uh-huh. so that, and that's why it's ideal for motion graphics, just because it's, it's really simple animation. It's nothing complicated, um, but if you just finesse it slightly, it just it, it really reinforces the, the message. Here's a question for you. How much, how much depends on... Because I always talk... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question by making a statement first. I always say to clients, you know, the best way to get engage- engagement and your message across is post a picture of your kid or your puppy. Yeah, you people know? love dogs, people love kids. And it's funny because we actually did a, you know, we recently got a, um, did a dog menu and we knew that for, for Taste of Hilton that you work on with me and a few of our colleagues at CG and it just, the organic, it just absolutely, <laughs> sm- it absolutely smashed it. But one of our challenges is making things that probably you wouldn't see on social media in a social sense and actually making it 
making it something that people want to engage in. And I think that's probably one of your biggest challenges as a designer is going, right, I, this isn't a puppy or a kid or a, an attractive person because, let's face it, they do get a lot of... It's not many ugly influencers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's but yeah. it's true. Yeah. But we are dealing with certain things that, that, that aren't as engaging as that. And your job is to make them. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember actually covering it in in my interview a couple of years back, and it was. Well, you must have answered it well. <laughs> Most of, and it was, you know, how are you going to deal with, you know, I mean, we had a, it was majority um, transport back mm-hmm. then. It was, mm-hmm. how are you going to deal? And a lot of what we do is the same by by proxy. There's no there's no two ways around it, and it's how how we are you going to deal with that in a creative sense and are you going to be satisfied creatively in it for me it's about just finding how to be creative in that scenario and um but that's that's it yeah that that is it there's no other answer to that question yes it's a taxi firm or a data compliance firm okay but there are still parts of that that can you can be creative with and also the way that you portray it creatively, you can still get it out there. And some of our most successful campaigns that we've been nominated awards for has been in that in that in that sense and finding what resonates. It doesn't matter what the brand is, doesn't matter what the company is, it has customers yeah. and it resonates for a reason. We pinpoint that, communicate it creatively, use the dynamicy that you talked about. And you're there. Yeah, that's... And that's ultimately... That's what, what we do, what yeah. You, it's, uh-huh. what, it's what you do, it's what we do. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, so it's about finding them, creative little aspects and nuances for a, a good word for it. If, if it's a good word, nuance. I've used it a lot recently. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do, I do like Any it. Any learning last week. And like you say, all brands do have them, and it's, it's just about sitting down and picking it out and... And, you know, a lot of these brands have a lot of heritage and that's always a, a good angle. Um, yeah. And I think something that we've done as an agency is we've also added original photography and videography to to our service offerings. So we have content creation managers um, spaced around the UK. Then we use a, a, we've got a third party partner in in the other countries that we operate yeah it's, it's a it's a great like usp of, of us really yes. um, because you're always somewhat limited or quite limited in a lot of cases by the the stock and the assets we have available online so me being able to have a conversation or account strategist have a conversation with a photographer about these uh small nuances or usps that we're going to be picking up on um, it's totally invaluable as far as that design is concerned. And that's where you work, uh, that collaborative approach, because I know you talked about with our new structure, you're working more closely with account yeah. strategists. And just to explain, we used to have a structure where an account manager would basically have a all small number of clients to look after everything. Now, an account strategist has a similar number of clients, but all they focus on is strategy, creative, yeah. and working with the team. So we have a design team, we have an editing uh, team which is if we have a web team we have a digital team we have a paid team we have a social media team community manager team we've just got a shitload so, of yeah, people now because it's, it's that synergy isn't it and it's um it even goes down to um i know mark doing the video i will often um if he's off to a taxi client 
ask him to take some photos of some good negative space in there and stuff like that. And you know, when you get in, so they'll translate better to um, making creatives and, mm. and, and stills. Uh, and we do that Explain quite a lot. Explain what negative space is. So it's just basically, so say we had like, a, you'd do your can't standard uh, shot of a, a taxi say, and you'd have some buildings in the background. It's just allowing that space and probably bringing the camera out a bit, um, just to create a pretty a flat area that we can we can pretty much put the, we can put the the text and stuff on. Um, whereas and then there'll also be shots or we'll crop the same image to suit just a a, a picture and the post to go yeah. along with it. Um, so yeah, that that way we work between strategists photographers is is a really and that's big just part one of form of collaboration. Um, but it's also backs up the point that we talked about, about taking something and make it creative. So we know that a transportation, uh, whether it's a chauffeur or a taxi firm, has a big part and has paid a big part in its community for a long time. And so a great way for us to creatively show that, depict that visually, stimulate the emotion, is to get pictures of the highlights of things that people are proud of within their community. Um, and you working with the account strategist and the content creation manager yeah. to get that is yeah. a big part of what we do. Um, but this collaboration with the client as well, so... That's, yeah, that's a tricky thing. I, I've just been actually um, discussing it with the, the, uh, the apprentice, Matthew. Um, and... <laughs> You're right, it's about that collaboration with the client and that's sometimes the trickiest part of it. And it's, you know, we're, we're dealing with people's brands that they've, they've nursed from nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, we normally come in at late stages um, and their visions and we know what works well and they've got a vision. It's about finding that middle ground and, and negotiating the brief. And like we were saying earlier about working with the, the bigger budget clients we have, and it's a, it, it is ultimately about us getting it signed off, without a doubt. Um, but it's yeah, it's there's a big balancing act. Yeah, uh, negotiations, right? I'm gonna let's talk about the CG rebrand because we've done that recently. I think what we'll do in this podcast is just we'll flash up the previous brand and the new brand yeah. so people can see the differences. And I think that's going to be a good way to sort of wrap this up and also talk about. It. I think it will really. There's two things to talk about here. First of all. You were essentially negotiating with me. I have nurtured Curtis Gabriel um, from nothing to what it is today. And you had some quite clear thoughts on it. And I remember you talking to me about it. And I agreed with you eventually. But all you did was present a quality rationale to you, it. Yeah, that, that's it. And, you know, sometimes as well with clients, it's a case of... Uh, I mean... The the best way for us to do it is try and have a conversation, um, but sometimes these things don't work because we're, we're talking about visual stuff and it's that's a skill in itself that not a lot of people possess to have it go from, they might have a rough idea in mind, but they're not going to say how it's going to visually work. So it can be as, as simple as um, us saying, right, this is what you asked for, this is what it looks like, here's an alternative. That's what um, you did. You presented me with how it looked and as it happened, it blew me away. But we actually started with the language. Do you remember? We did. Yeah, that was a that was a big thing because we were we were hitting the buzzwords and what what was the brief I'd give you? It was like, can we can we do titles in three words or less? And it was like, yeah. And not only that, we need to stop waffling. 
Yeah. And I, I think, but there's been a big change, and I'll tell you why I was comfortable with that, and that, and timing is everything. So the, 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 the thing is, previously, I always felt like my sale was educational. Mm. Pandemic came, everybody's bought in, they get it. Our, our sales become more transactional. So we were able to be more punchy. So there is, like I said, timing's everything, but there's a, there's a lot of facts in there, but it was the brand that we have and the way that we are positioning that, the way our website looks, which will be launched on uh, Friday. And um, obviously this will probably go after that, but hey, <laughs> we've got a new website, guys. Plug. Um, it'll be on the website, it's on, our, it's on our PDFs and you're quite close to finishing an explainer video, aren't you? Yeah, we're just, we're sorting the voiceover out, aren't we? Um, but it's totally changed and there was negotiation, there was, a, uh, you know, there was some toing and froing. But I do think starting with the language, I do think that that, that, that was a big thing. It's a, it's a massive part of, brand, of a brand and it's, it's, it's nice for me to work on that kind of stuff in this, like, and we touch on it with clients a lot here, but it's branding is what I traditionally learn at yeah. union stuff. So, for example, with our brand, we've, um, you know, it's CJ, it's CJ Pink. It always has been. Um, and all we've done now is we've added that slight gradient on the end and it's it's keeping that traditional. So the gradient only starts at like 75, 80% and it's just that slightly orange. Uh, it's made a huge difference. It, it, it's that tiny thing. So we're retaining the heritage of the brand because how long have how long have been operating? Eight years. Eight years. So And it's been a pink fest. It really has been. And it would, <laughs> would be wrong for it not to be a pink fest, but it's just about developing it and just that slight little gradient in the new font and we're, we're even though it's a new font we're it's a font pairing isn't it so we've still got the traditional font we've correct been using. but that is a great example of the client in that sense me letting you be dynamic yeah we, we uh-huh. talked about the start i think that is an incredibly good you know and the colors that you've gone for are colors that uh, you know, will are really optimized for for this, um, you know, digital screen. Yeah, definitely. So it's a really good illust- illustration. And my my advice to anybody who's sat here thinking about working with an agency or looking at stuff with an in-house design team is push the boat out. Give give your designers, whoever they are, agency or in-house, give them a bit of free reign. Listen to what they've got to do. Get them bought into it because the results are, yeah can be incredible. And like you say, and when the clients are on board with that, and it's, you know, personally me and I know the rest of the design team feel like this, it's not like we want to pull apart a brand because the brand's there, do you know what I mean? It's it's just about tweaking it uh, and optimising it for digital o- overall because um, a lot of the companies we work with have been without digital or operated without digital for, for many, many years. Um, Which is mad because now digital is where, where yeah. it is uh-huh. you know online consumer behavior has moved sorry consumer behavior has moved online now and that's not going anywhere yeah that's totally. that is that is not that is not going anywhere well look i think that I, i've learned a lot of stuff today and it's stuff that i i knew about but i've learned some of the technical terms and it's interesting just listening listening to you from your your, your side of things and talking about a process that we work together all the time on um yeah, I, I just, I'm just like, I'm just thinking about some of the stuff we've done, like 
running a turkey campaign in the country <laughs> Turkey. That was confusing. It Jeez. was. <laughs> that was. I think we talked about it over the phone twice, and it had to be face to face before we actually. Because we were like, "Is that Turkey the meat or Turkey the country?" <laughs> and it was both. Oh yeah, God. Yeah. Um, but no, we've uh, you know, we've done stuff that was in the UAE, that was in Turkey, that was in the UK, uh, it was in Egypt as well. That was a last minute wobbler. You know, we've done stuff in the US, Australia, all over Europe, Canada. Um, South America. It's been a it's been an interesting journey, and um, I think more and more as as this sort of digital revolution plows plows on, creative is going to become even more important than it already is, and that's not being fancy. And I think my takeaways has been, you know, don't get caught up on the the small things that don't matter. We've talked through some you know, a set of best practices to, to, to think about. And I think my biggest takeaway is be positive, give it give it give it a whirl, listen to the experts, the designers, and if the Curtis Gable redesign is anything to, to go by, then you'll only be happy with, with the results. Totally, yeah, we can I love working with free brands and stuff like that and it like you say it, it once we do the rebrand, we're, we're, we're quite heavily invested as a, as a company with, with, with the whole output. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. So, I have a, a final question for you, which I, ask every, I have to ask everybody. Um, obviously, Greg's, which was, um, you know, the original Greg's was just down the road on, on Gosford High Street all those years ago. I'm buying. What would your Greg's order be? I mean, it's a tricky one, but I'm a, I'm a pepperoni slice and pink jammy guy, through and through. Pepperoni slices are unreal, like, that's one of my weapons of choice. I mean, but full disclaimer, I'm a big fan of the entire Greg's menu. <laughs> this so is basically it. anything. <laughs> uh, uh, we're in no way sponsored by Greg's, but if Greg's do want to strike up some kind of sponsorship. If you know free. where we are. <laughs> And if there's a rebrand, my man can <laughs> sort you out. All right, mate. Look, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. That was uh, yeah, that was great. Thank you. Cheers, yeah. Good chat. Cheers. Man.